This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey, welcome to the Wine Over Matter podcast. I'm Laura. And I'm Steph. Thanks for joining us for another Wine Wednesday where we talk weekly about everything going on in our lives from weight loss, relationships, dating, pop culture, and so much more. Hey, Steph. Happy Wine Wednesday. Happy Wine Wednesday. What's going on? I mean, there'll be a week eventually in the next month or two where hopefully both of us are healthy again. Good Lord. I feel like ever since Thanksgiving, I have not been able to get healthy. Me either. I still have my lingering cough, which I mean, I've been saying that how many weeks now since it's literally been almost two months. And then you have finally succumbed to the COVID. COVID. I mean, I almost made it to the three year mark and I was like feeling good about it. And of course, you know, Nothing like a New Year's Day, January 1st, way to start the year. Here's a dose of COVID for you stuff. Yeah. So that's where <laughs> I'm at. <laughs> um, I know you were on, um, you were like in Arizona with your family and stuff. And then you texted me on New Year's Eve and you were just like, oh my God, I like do not feel good. And then uh, you guys just like ended up driving home and then you tested right when you got home, right? Yes. So we were in Havasu for my uncle's 80th birthday party, like I shared. And the first night we got there Friday, I was fine. Saturday during, I woke up with a cough, but it was just a cough. So I was like, oh, maybe this is just like residual from my cough that I've had since Thanksgiving. But then when we were at the party that night, I just slowly started feeling worse and worse throughout the night. The whole party was outside, which probably like contributed to me feeling (laughs) worse too. But um, my parents, Jordan and I left the party at like 930 and went home. We were like all in bed at 10 o'clock. And then that morning, the next morning, Jordan and I got up and went home. I tested when I got home and like my sister was like, whoa, that that baby was like lit up positive because she said like most people have to like do a second test to make sure because like the line is faint or whatever. And she's like, no, you are straight up positive. So So my dad also tested positive on New Year's Day. And my mom said the same thing, like. His just like lit up super fast. Like it was very obvious he had it. And I was just like, oh, I'm, and that was my dad too. Same thing. Like my mom and dad haven't gotten it yet, but this is my dad's first time. So I'm hoping my mom can stay clear from him, but. Same. I felt so, but like, those are like the people you want to protect the most, like out of anybody. So of course I felt bad, you know? Yeah. Um, But so far, you know, I was sharing a room with Jordan, drove five hours in the car home with Jordan even stayed the night at his house that first night we got back and and he's still fine. So fingers crossed he's okay. And then my parents, um, fingers crossed they're, they're still good. They're still trucking and hopefully they don't get it. My dad actually just had it. I don't know, maybe like six months ago or something, Okay, but my mom still has never had it. So she's either got an immune system of steel or we're just really hoping they don't get it. So yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, 
that's kind of a bummer for your New Year's Eve. I feel bad that like you guys drive all the way out there for only a couple days to celebrate and it was just like, nope. <laughs> oh yeah. And I feel like, I kind of feel like because, you know, we usually stay at my aunt's house and it was just so, there was like 80 people coming to this party, not 80 people staying in the house, but 80 people yeah. at the party. My parents were kind of just like, we want our own like space where it's like quiet in the morning and when we go to bed and stuff. So they got an Airbnb and we stayed with them. Uh-huh. Um, where was I going with that? <laughs> I don't know, but um, <laughs> that was really awkward. There were there was something COVID oh yep. COVID related to that that I guess I have COVID, COVID brain already. But, yeah, exactly. But man, it's 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 not as gnarly as I thought I would it was going to be, and I'm going to like give praise to the vaccines for that. Yeah. Um, but I will say it's not fun. Like I, I when I pictured COVID, like I pictured just like being in bed with a fever and like sweating and. And like that kind of sick, and it hasn't yeah. been that. It's just been like, ow, why does my chest hurt? Why does my back hurt? <laughs> like all of these things that like don't normally like happen with normal sick are happening, and it's um definitely different and definitely uncomfortable. Yeah, for sure. Um yeah, it was I felt like Jeff and I we just spent our entire break kind of like not feeling a hundred percent, like we never felt sick. But, like, we've both still been going, getting through over this, like, lingering cough thing, like, where we feel like every morning we wake up with, like, that dry, sore throat, like, feeling, and until you kind of get your day, like, just phlegmy, and then, like, you feel fine throughout the day, and then it's, like, that end of day, you kind of start feeling, like, that cough again, and it's just, like, I'm, like, when is this going to be over? Like, all I've heard from people and from the doctor was that, like, oh, yeah, I could last months and stuff, and I'm, like... I'm just dreading that part yeah my mom keeps telling me be patient like be patient you know she's a nurse she's like this is a gnarly disease like just your illness she's like just be patient um and I'm like okay it's been like three days like how patient do I have to be I know (laughs) but I am grateful that (laughs) I didn't get it for the first time until 2023 when like they kind of know more too and you don't have to quarantine necessarily for 10 days if you are feeling better so we'll see how I feel on Friday but Friday's technically you know I went on that CDC or whatever website where you Uh put in your dates of when your symptoms started and the date you tested positive and supposedly this Friday is my day where if I have no fate no fever and I forgot if it's no symptoms or or symptoms are progressing do you know I don't remember. I am not a doctor. I have to go look again. But that's yeah. technically like my day I can get out of quarantine if like X, Y, and Z are good. So yeah. Um looking forward to Friday, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's like oh, we had uh like yeah, because we had my party on New Year's and I felt like same thing. Like I was just like kind of just feeling feel especially doing karaoke I like you know me I like do all this freaking karaoke so my throat was like shot by midnight and I'm just like ready to go to bed I'm like this is the bad thing about hosting is like you're just like stuck entertaining until everybody's done because you're not like kicking people out and I was just like so not feeling it I was like ready to go to bed but um we had how good did it feel showing off that ring all night it was pretty fun I had realized like because I was like okay I'd already been engaged for a week almost but I hadn't um we hadn't seen anybody besides our family so it was like kind of fun like seeing a bunch of our friends and talking about it and everything so that was nice but oh so exciting um, and I do know without sharing too much about our weekends you 
did do a little bit of venue, not really like walkthroughs, but like drive-bys, right? Yeah, we've been, I've been doing like tons of research. We're still trying to figure out exactly what we want to do, but we were running some errands yesterday. And so we decided to just kind of like go drive by a few venues and like just scope out like the location and the parking and kind of just like seeing how the place was laid out. And if it like, even just by like initial, like looking at it, if it seemed like it was even worth looking at further. So we did a few of those yesterday. I've just been like living on like, are you back to wedding vlogging? No, I'm not. (laughs) Are you going to go wedding vlogging? It's updated now. It's vlogging. Oh, probably not. I'm going to stick to the (laughs) pot. I'm going to stick to the podcast. Yeah, that's that's what people tune in for. That's why I had to chime something yeah. in about wedding this week because I'm like, that's what people want to hear. But um, so, other than the drive vice, do you guys have anything set yet? Like, we want indoor, we want outdoor, we want this month, we want no. this many people. Like, have you made any of those decisions, or it's all up the in the air? The only thing we've done is we pretty much made like a somewhat set guest list so we could get an idea of the space that we need like a size like so that if I find a place that says only fits 100 people and we have more than that we knew right off the bat it wouldn't work right um but we basically, you guys have so many close friends and family members <laughs> yeah we have big family lots of friends like Jeff has a lot more friends than I do like so it's just like it adds up quick but it's definitely um we're deciding like we're going to get an idea of the quotes back on the house and then that's going to play a role on like how big we decide to go with this. So it's just a lot going on and a lot will play into us and play into it until we make a decision, but I will be sharing it all with y'all. So. And I just love that you love it. Like that's what makes it exciting because you've pretty much posted something like maybe not every day that's dramatic, but like you posted today about like a podcast you listened to on like a, um, some bride podcast. I forgot what it was. Um, and then you posted that you did the drive throughs and whatever. And it's like, you're enjoying it. Like that is the opposite of me. Like I would be so like, even if I didn't have home renovations and all of that going on, I would still just be like, I remember it. Like I was so overwhelmed and I had like so much help with it. Like I am just not good with that. So, kind of stuff. This is like already like, I'm remember- I'm like, why does this feel so much more stressful than it did last time? And I'm remembering like, oh, it's because last time I already freaking had a wedding date and a venue booked by the time I got engaged. Just so by needed the time the I got- to propose. Yeah. So by the time <laughs> I got engaged last time, it was like the big picture was already like figured out oh my god this is like everybody asks me stuff and like my mom already always asking me and I'm like I don't know I don't know I don't know like it's so much like playing into it with the house thing but I think we would be able to like kind of move forward with a better idea but until we know how much for sure we are going to spend or at least a general idea of what we're going to spend for the house um that will help us make a stricter budget on how much we want to spend for the wedding so well, it's so exciting and we can't hear wait to hear more each week on the Wine Over Matter podcast. So stay tuned. Yes. So <laughs> um, we actually have a guest today. We're really excited. Um so excited. Her on. Before we get into that, though, and before we welcome her in, um, I had like, I know I'm it's already like, we're already, what, almost two weeks into the new year, but I had gotten, I was like catching up on emails. So, like I kind of let my emails go over the holiday break and stuff. And I was going back to 
one of my flavors of the week from like months and months ago, there was a weekly newsletter that I had um, shared as my flavor of the week called Ripples. And it's like a weekly inspiration email that comes in every Monday. Once again, if you're looking for like just that little nice kickstart to your week, it's like a great little thing to have in my inbox every Monday morning. Um, And this was one that was shared in the new year. And I had just like finally went back and read it. And I thought I would just kind of share um, this blurb before we bring on our guest. Is that okay? Go for it. All right. Um, step out of the history that is holding you back. Step into the new story you are willing to create. Here. Oh, crap. Hold on. Sorry. I cut off my words. Um, here on the cusp of the new year, my question for you is this. What do you need for yourself and our world this year? Perhaps there is some part of your life where you need to rein yourself in, impose some discipline and restraint. If so, the beginning of a new year is a good time to bring things under control. But perhaps there's also some part of your life where you need to let yourself loose, release your optimism, unlock your creativity, and unleash your enthusiasm. Maybe now is the time to stop holding yourself back. Maybe now is the time for you to discover the outer limits of what's possible. If so, the beginning of a new year is always a good time to set yourself free. I really, really love that. That needs to be our um, quote of the week for sure. Um, And I think I especially love that because I, I'm like, I want to goal set and I still haven't like, obviously my trip, we've talked about this now I'm sick, whatever, but I've also just have not felt it in the Instagram space. Like I have in previous years In previous years, I was all about doing a graphic with my goals and telling people my word of the year. And I'm just like not feeling it this year. And I feel like that's because I feel like everybody's goals are the same. Everybody's like, I'm going to wake up earlier. I'm going to drink water and I'm going to meal prep or I'm going to lose 20 pounds or whatever. And it's like, those really aren't your, I mean, maybe like those are generic goals, but I feel like your goals can be different from everybody else's. Like they don't have to be exactly the same. And so generic, like I like the one that you said about, um, what I forgot the exact phrase, something about diving deep into your creative or something. It's like, um, Releasing your optimism, unlock your creativity, unleash your enthusiasm, stop holding yourself back, discover the outer limits of what's possible. Um, yeah, there's I love it. so much deeper. Loved it. I When I read that this morning, I was like, I have to bring this up on the podcast later. Um, and then I'll share it on, we'll share it on Instagram too in the coming week as well. So, so. good. But with that bring in our guest uh sweet savory and stuff we hope you enjoy this episode another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We are super excited to have Stephanie from Sweet Savory and Steph here with us today. Um, she's been like a highly requested guest for, I don't know, Steph and I like once in a while we'll like put feelers out, like who do you guys want to have on the podcast, things like that. And last year... Definitely somebody that we had mentioned numerous times. Yes. Um, food blogger, meal prep queen, uh, <laughs> lightening up all of our favorite foods has definitely become a favorite in the weight loss community. I know I happened to like look just because I was curious, like 
of all the people I follow, I think we have like 300 of my mutual oh my God. followers follow you too. <laughs> so um, I know people love it because you post calories and Weight Watcher points in your recipes. Um, but yeah, we just love following you along and all of your amazing meal prep recipes and everything on your Instagram. I know personally, she's been featured on our podcast many a times for our flavor of the week stuff. I know yes. you have a lot of favorite recipes that you so always many. are talking about on the podcast. They're like my go-to because I get so overwhelmed with recipes. Sometimes like if it's like too many ingredients or too many steps, or it takes longer than 30 or 40 minutes, like I don't want it. And your recipes all like fall in the category of like things I can make. So <laughs> I really That's like so them. Exciting. Thank um, you guys. I'm so yes, excited I, to be here. So excited. Yeah. I know we've mentioned like your healthy slow cooker teriyaki chicken I've used for meal preps your lightened up smash burgers are like a go-to favorite like I've made those multiple times all of your pancake bakes um baked oatmeal definitely spotted um spotlighted on the podcast a lot and definitely love them but we want to give you um a chance to introduce yourself um to anyone that might not know you and just give everybody an intro I know probably the majority do but <laughs> you never know so go ahead and give yourself a little intro Sure. So this is always the awkward part, right? Like when you're going around <laughs> in a circle, introduce yourself. So I'm Steph. Um, I'm 35. I'm from Long Island and I'm a wife, a mom of three. My kids are three, five, and seven. Um, and I run Sweet Savory and Steph, which has now become, without me even trying, basically a business in its own. Like it's kind of its own entity now, um, which is really, really cool. So it's like this kind of hobby that turned into so much more. That's incredible. Cause I know me personally, like just trying to do the little bit of social media I do, which doesn't even include like actual recipe creation and like actual like work that goes into it. And like between having a full-time job and doing that on the side and you're a mom, like I don't have kids. Like I don't, <laughs> I can't imagine like how you do all of it. It's very impressive and Thank you. it's amazing. Thank <laughs> you. Is. Yeah. I mean, it started um, just to give a background, but it started, I started my um, weight loss journey, if you will. I always feel weird saying journey. Like it's, it makes it sound like it's so like dramatic. But... I know. I feel the same way. <laughs> like it's not that but serious. But it's such but... a common term. It's like, you just, you can't help yourself. I don't know what else to call it. It's like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't want to say diet because that's not really what it was, but um, you know, I had my second child in 2017 and I never kind of um, got back to my pre-baby weight after having my first. And then I had my second. And um, I remember I went shopping, we were getting ready for her baptism and I went shopping for dresses and I just really felt uncomfortable in my own body. Um, I was never considered like really overweight um, or obese. A lot of people will ask me that question. Like, you don't look like you were ever, you know, overweight. What's your story? It's, it's just that I think for everyone, it's different. I just didn't feel like myself. And so um, I actually turned to my friend, you guys might know her, Kristen, a little bit of mango. Um, yeah. She was like, do WW. And I was like, I don't know. In my mind, WW was like, not to bash other diets or anything, but it reminded me of like a Jenny Craig thing. I, I didn't know enough about it. So I was like, I don't know if that's going to work, but I gave it a shot. Um, and then I just got really into kind of like creating my own healthy spins on recipes. So I want to say a year and a half passed. And I was like, I want to create an Instagram showing like some of the food that I'm cooking. And so the Instagram page started in January of 2019. Um, 
I actually created another one and I deleted it after like two days because I was embarrassed. I was like, because it is kind of, I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but like I did at I first. Did. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. embarrassing. And it's like, you know, people are putting like before and afters and like, you're just putting yourself out there. And I was like, I don't know if I'm like ready for this. No. So I actually deleted the original one. Anyway, January, 2019, I started, I used to be called Stefan WW. So it was like all WW focused. Um, and it slowly really evolved into what it is now. Um, and then it was the summer of 2020 when I finally created a website and that was out of a need because I was posting all my recipes in the captions of my photos and it was getting messy. Like people would be like, oh, where's your recipe for, you know, air fried chicken cutlets? I'm like scrolling to try to find Forever. it. Yes. <laughs> and then, so I was like, this isn't working. So I did the website in the summer of 2020. I would like stay up till all hours. Basically, actually funny story. Um, a follower of mine helped me. She actually <laughs> copy pasted all of the captions of my Instagram posts with the recipes oh and sent God. them to me in a Word document. What a wow. gem. I like, literally amazing. cried when I opened it. I was like, you just made my day. Sent her a gift card. I was like, lo I love you forever. Isn't it um, amazing how some of the like, followers, like the things that people will just do for you. But I mean, you're helping so many people. So I think like she probably saw it as like, I get so many amazing recipes from you. This is like such a little thing I can give back to you. That's like, amazing. and first of all, I can't believe this has only been since summer of 2020. I feel uh -huh. like you've been doing this for, I know. And you're following, I mean, we're going to talk about your following later too, but cause it's just to think, I didn't even know when you actually like really got started, but that's even more so mind blowing. Um, but you do share a lot of recipes, which is funny that you said you started out with a stuff WW Instagram page, because I feel like most of us did have WW in our Instagram because we thought we had to, like, that's yeah. how you find community. That's how you get the company to notice you, blah, blah, blah. But most of us, when we shared recipes, they were like a tortilla with turkey and a new cheese that nobody else has talked about. Right. That we yeah. found, and we would call it a recipe and expect yeah. anyone to tag us that use that same cheese and turkey and tortilla, you know, <laughs> exactly. that's not a recipe. Um, but you actually share recipes like, and you share so many, that's the mind blowing part to me is I'm like, it seems like every day, maybe it's not every day that you're sharing a new one, but it seems like that, but you're like cooking in your stories or something every day. How do you, have so many recipes in mind like are people do people give you ideas do you just constantly have new ideas and do you ever just hit a rut where you're like oh my god what am I gonna do this week oh, yeah. I have no idea what to make there there's definitely it's like a roller coaster so there's weeks where I will come up with like three different ideas um and I get like really into it and I I I'm one of those people that's like results driven so when I see myself kind of in the groove, I keep wanting to go and go. Um, and then there's times where I fall into really bad ruts and I like drive myself nuts. And I'm like, I'm, cause I think at this point there's like 350 recipes on my website. And like my husband will even say like stuff, like at some point you're going to run out of <laughs> like ideas, like stop driving yourself nuts, like kind of space it out, you know, do like one a week or something. So I do go through ruts and um, I'm my own worst enemy because I feel like once you get in your own head, you're like, oh my gosh, like, is this thing over? I can't think of anything, but then all of a sudden it'll come back. So I'll get my inspiration from anything from like, I'll watch the food network and, and see someone making something. I'm like, oh, I could do a healthy spin on that. Or, um, you know, maybe I'll go to eat with my parents and my mom makes a dish that she always makes. And I'm like, I should try to lighten this up, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I get my ideas from all over the place. Um, this week I was working on one, actually 
I didn't even plan for it, but I opened my fridge and I had all these leftovers. We did pizza night the other night. So I had like half a jar of pesto. I had like some cut tomatoes. I had a bunch of mozzarella and I'm like, I'm going to make an egg bake with all this stuff. And that's how that recipe was born. So sometimes it's as easy as like opening my fridge and kind of getting inspo. Um, But I kind of pull from everywhere. So my question is how, like, okay. I know you mentioned your mom and your mother-in-law a lot on your Mm -hmm. Instagram page and in your stories and you get a lot of inspiration from them, but like, you kind of have to know how to have like a basic knowledge of cooking, which I'm sure you learned from that one or both of them, but in order to just open your fridge and look and see, I have this, this, and this, I'm going to throw an egg bake together. Like you do have to have like a recipe creator's mind, which most yeah. of us don't have. And that's why things get thrown in the trash. If we <laughs> don't use them, like, how did you, how did you learn your cooking skills? And so when? I, I literally, from as long as I can remember, I used to watch cooking shows. There was a show. So my, my parents always worked full time. So I was kind of like a latchkey kid, if you will. Um, and so, and I'm also an only child. So I would like let my in myself in from school and I would like have the house to myself and I would put on this show called like Epicurious. It was on like one of those public, um, networks, like Uh I don't even, the public funded networks and I would sit there and watch. And so I always was interested in cooking. Then I started watching Rachel Ray and all these other people on the food network. So that was always a big passion of mine. Even before all this started, we would go to the food and wine festival. And so it was something I always loved to do. Um, but then like, I'll pick up tricks from like my mother-in-law. So they're from Italy. So she has really um, like fundamental like ideas and things to do in the kitchen. Like just things that I feel like you don't read in a cookbook. Like for instance, I showed the other day, like how to not burn garlic. Like I totally just learned that from watching her. Um, And And I feel like I'm never going to not remember that either. I'm like, oh, you don't turn the stove on until after the garlic and oil are in the pan. Okay. Got it. (laughs) Yes. And then like my mom is more Americanized. Um, She's like, I wouldn't say three generations removed from Italy, but um, she's a very creative cook and she loves to bake. And so I pick up I am not a great baker. That's one of my like downfalls is trying to create um, healthier desserts and stuff is really, really tricky for me. It's something I'm always telling myself I want to work on, but I take a lot of inspiration from her where she was never scared to try new things in the kitchen. Um, So I took that away from her. So it's kind of, I pull from all these different um, influences. I love that. I was, Um, look, Oh, sorry. I was just going to go back real quick too. Um, cause I was thinking about when you were talking about like how you get in ruts and stuff. And I was curious if like Instagram can even play into that. Instagram can be such a tough space with how their algorithms are always changing and you're not getting the engage. Like you're like thinking this, why is this recipe not getting the engagement that I got on this mm-hmm. recipe? And I feel like you can be like on a roll on Instagram and then all of a sudden you see like a big drop and I'm sure that can contribute to be like frustrating and why am I doing this? And do you yeah. find that that can sometimes keep you from wanting to keep going or? Yeah. I mean, I was very resistant when the whole reels thing happened. I was so upset because part of being a recipe creator with a website and a blog is like a lot of it is pictures. I take step-by-step pictures as I go. Then I take pictures of the final product. Now all of a sudden Instagram is demanding these reels if you want to be seen. And I'm like, so wait, now I actually have to video it as I go also. And like, keep that in mind. I was so resistant to change. I remember posting a story and saying like, 
I'm just put, putting a picture up and I don't care what Instagram things. And actually my manager, Erica, um, from everything, Erica, she like texted me and she goes, look, you can handle this one of two ways. You can like stomp your feet all you want and that's fine. But if you want to like grow and keep moving in the space, like you need to do reels. Like that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. And so she's very like straightforward and she tells you how it is. And I'm like, you're right. You know, I do need to kind of step it up. So I try to do reels as much as I can. I still will post pictures if I just, you know, create a new recipe and there's only pictures. I'm like, look, I'm going to share it anyway. It is what it is. Um, but I've never like gone viral. Like so many of these accounts that have millions and millions of views, like that's never happened to me, um, which I don't mind because I feel like whoever's seeing my posts, I guess, are the people that follow me and they're yeah. interested in it. Um, I'm not really interested in going viral and getting like all the nasty comments and like random people like no. I'm fine with it. Yeah. Um, but the funny thing is I can't figure out, I will have videos that all of a sudden will have like triple the amount of likes than another one. And I'm like, I can't figure out what they're looking for. Like, am I doing a voiceover? Am I doing a step-by-step cooking it's, or am I doing, I can't figure it out. So, and I mean, I, I don't, it. I don't do reels. Like you spend a lot of time on reels. I, if I post a reel, do not spend a lot of time on it. And it's so weird. Like what will get picked up and what, yep gets pushed out and what doesn't like something that somebody spends so much time on and their blood, sweat, and tears to like curate this perfect video with this recipe that they also created that now between the recipe creation, the cooking and the reel has taken you, you know, hours and hours and hours of your time, but like some dumb video that somebody could just open their phone and talk into it. For some reason, Instagram decides to push that. It makes yep. no sense. I, I don't get yeah. it at all. That's why I stopped. <laughs> I, I'm just stopping figuring. I also tried to do a few like series, you know, one was like, um, I would hold like a Frappuccino and make like a smoothie that tasted like one and be like, I can make it better. That was like one series I tried doing. I, and I that. thought that would take out the takeoff. And I'm just like, you know what? I just need to kind of like, whatever comes into my mind, I'm going to do, I'm going to stop putting pressure on myself. Um, but yeah, the constantly changing, Instagram situation can be frustrating. Um, Absolutely. Um, but we do have a, cu a couple of our first listener questions um, that we'll go through first. So the first one is back to the recipe creation topic. What is your go-to recipe that just feels super healthy and filling? So there's a few like dinner recipes that I will make probably like once every two weeks. One of them is the chicken pot pie. Um, that one is does not taste lightened up at all. Um, it's so easy to make and use like crescent dough and you can use the rotisserie chicken and it's so filling and delicious. I love that recipe. I also really like making bang bang shrimp like into a bowl with okay. the rice and the avocado and that whole thing. That's, that's also an easy one to do kind of from your freezer. You have frozen shrimp, you have frozen brown rice, you can kind of throw it together. Um, and then, oh, for lunch, I love um, the BLT chicken salad. That one I think is one that I just always am craving. Yes. So good. I'm going to add the, I need to make that BLT chicken salad. That sounds really good. And it's like freezing. Well, freezing for us here in Southern California, it's probably <laughs> like 50 degrees. It's <laughs> rainy. And right now I really want the chicken pot pie for dinner. I know Amazing. it sounds so good. A little comfort food. So good. Yeah. <laughs> um, next question. What is your kid's favorite of your recipes? Well, that's a tricky one. Um, so my oldest will eat almost everything that we eat. He'll eat shrimp, he'll eat burgers. So he's kind of easy to cook for. The girls are beyond picky. Like I could name the foods that they eat on this hand. Um, and so, but one thing that they will always eat is my tortellini soup in broth. 
which I know is very basic. It's like literally three <laughs> ingredients, tortellini and broth. Um, but that's my favorite thing to me because I literally put the bowl on the table and my entire family eats the same thing. So that's like a huge win. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So that's a good one. They also like the, um, there's a one pot spaghetti with sausage. So it's like pork sausage, like Italian sausage. You start out and then you put in um, tomatoes and the pasta cooks in that. So you're not like boiling the pasta separate. Love that. Um, that's also a family favorite. So basically anything with pasta. <laughs> so good. And do you like, you know how some people post like their meal plans for the week and they shop on Sundays and they know what they're making. Is that how you are? Or are you like an everyday grocery store shopper or do you like to have somewhat of a plan? I have somewhat of a loose plan. I'll do like more three days of dinners because then I figure some point midweek I'll go do a quick shop or I'll do an Amazon fresh to make up for the rest of the week. But I do like having at least the ingredients on hand to make like three dinners throughout the week. And a lot of times that'll be like, make sure I have a package of bacon, bread, and like lettuce. I always do BLTs midweek with fries just for an easy dinner. It's something that like takes no thought at all and everyone can eat it. Um, and I always have chicken on hand. I can always do like a quick grilled chicken, especially on the days that I work in the office with my desk job. Um, on those nights, I need something either that I prepped ahead of time or something that I can put together in like 20 minutes or so. Absolutely. And then before we move on to our next topic, um, do you have any advice for anyone? I know there are a lot of people that share recipes on their Instagram page. Do you have any advice for anyone interested in sharing recipes either with a food blog or in the Instagram space? So when it, so I think there's two separate things, like at least um, where I'm at now, there's two separate things with this business, if you will. And one is the blog side and one is the Instagram side. So the blog is like a thing on its own. Um, the blog is something that, and this is what was told to me when I started my blog is that you own your blog and no one can ever take that away from you. That's like your property. And so I, my biggest piece of advice is if you want to be a food blogger, start a website instead of putting your recipes in the captions on Instagram, because that's where I started. And not only is it more work, but it's also very easy for people to just kind of take your ideas, you know, um, versus it living on your blog that you own forever. Um, so if, if I would have known that, I could have saved myself a lot of heartache and time. Um, so I think that's huge. But if you're just interested in being like an Instagram creator, then you're looking for like, I feel like people are more interested in finding the viral trends and like recreating those and what's going to get picked up and like looked at most. Mm -hmm. um, but I feel like there's two separate like avenues you can go as a food blogger these days. Um, that's awesome. Next topic. We were gonna... <laughs> I was like, awesome. was awesome. <laughs> um, wanted to move next to kind of Weight Watchers and the wellness journey, if you will. Um, we know we discovered you years ago through our WW Instagram world. Um, and your growth has been like really incredible to watch. Um, are you currently tracking on any program specifically? Where are you at currently with your journey? So I stopped tracking every single day. I think it was probably 2020 or 2021. Um, I don't know why I just stopped tracking, but then I kind of never looked back. I will go through like phases where I'll track for a couple of days just to see. But um, I guess you can say I kind of intuitively eat at this point. But I think that that also comes with like the fact that all the recipes I create are built in the WW app because I do that for the website. So I know the points of what I'm eating and I know the calories of what I'm eating. So even though it's intuitive, I know that what I'm um, eating or putting into my body is very 
I guess, for lack of a better word, macro friendly or WW friendly, you know, so, but I don't sit there and track my meals anymore, which is a great feeling. Um, cause sometimes I'll do it. And I realize that I'm like way beyond the points and I've been frustrated between you and me and whoever's listening. Um, yeah. <laughs> I've been frustrated with the past few WW plans. And this is coming from someone that's been a member since 2017. I feel like I have known the plans, like I could do them with my eyes closed and the past two plans have not felt the same. So I know if it's frustrating for me, it's probably frustrating for others as well. Um, so that kind of made me not want to track anymore either. I- I feel you. 2017 WW was my jam. That was when I started. That was where I had like a ton of my success. And, um, and I, I definitely agree. And that's why I stopped doing WW myself was I was just seeing too many, I was too frustrated with the different plans and not being able to have the option to even keep at what I was doing and being was successful with was, um, always extremely frustrating. Yeah. I mean, what I liked about the 2017 plan when I started was the fact that like, I could just make like the smash burgers, for instance, something that I'm using the 96, four lean ground beef and a regular bun and it would fit in no problem. You know, I didn't have to like navigate my day to make a a homemade burger fit in. And with the past two plans, I feel like it's not possible. And that's what bothers me because I know that the calories in those recipes are not high. Um, And so that's always in the back of my mind as well. Yeah. Um, You're like, I shouldn't have to use all my weekly points so I can have a a lean burger at home. Like I'm not exactly even a restaurant or any, like it just, yep. and the, the idea of them going to, cause I was 2018 WW. So I was freestyle and loved freestyle, but the idea of all of their WW or all of their zero point foods is to teach people how to eat healthy, which the idea of it is good. It's to teach people, you know, lean proteins, fruit, vegetables, whatever, like all of that stuff. That's all good. But then to give people 200 zero point foods that they can eat and only 19 points, which if you're joining WW, most likely more times than not, you're not eating lean proteins, fruit and vegetables very often. That's not easy for anyone to do. Um, so I think that's kind of why they, they started failing really, really, really bad. It seems like they're kind of having a little bit of a comeback. Um, I'm not necessarily interested, but I think it's cool again to see, like, I feel more people in the community, you know, sharing ideas again. And that's like nice to see. Cause I have missed that part of yeah. when I started WW, like that community part of it. Um, but do you think W this is a listener question. Um, do you think WW is sustainable for someone with an active lifestyle who doesn't eat a lot of low fat or low sugar products? So it's tricky because I think that if you're active and if you work out and all that, I do think that your body needs different things than just this arbitrary point system, because what is a point, right? Like, you know, a chicken breast has zero points, but pork tenderloin, which is almost the exact same macros has a point per ounce. And so you fall into this really tricky territory. Um, I also think it depends on how you eat. Like you said, you know, if you're someone who, really doesn't like vegetables and fruits and lean, you know, proteins, then WW probably is not the plan for you because you're going to be left with 19 points and, you know, your protein bar takes up half your points for the day. And then what, you know, so I definitely think you need to know how you eat, um, and kind of weigh the differences between macros and WW. I think what's good about macros, and I've actually never tracked macros, even though I'm talking about them, I've tracked calories and protein, but I never went into fat and carbs. 
Um, but I think what's great about that is that you get a customized approach of what your body actually needs. Um, so I think it is good to have a more specific approach, especially, like I said, if you're active, I think your body needs that. Um, but especially, I think one of the questions was with, um, if someone doesn't like low sugar or low carb items, that's always been my kind of, um, issue with WW is that they do highlight these, like the sugar-free things. And I, I don't know if you guys know, but I literally can't stand them. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I can't tolerate the aftertaste. I've tried ever since the beginning. I'm like, all right, let me try stevia. Let me try this. And I just can't do it. And that's frustrating because I'm like always trying to figure out how to make these great recipes. Like I want to make healthy desserts, but I don't want to use those products. I want to use sugar, you know? So that's the frustrating thing too. Yeah. The only diet thing I use in my life is diet Coke. Other than that, like like the coffee, I try to do the coffee creamers and I'm just like, I just don't like it. Um, yeah. So I love that you make these great options that don't need to use any of those products. Yeah. Well, it, and that's some of those products that aren't even always accessible or they're like, and when I say products, I mean ingredients, sorry. Um, or they're like super expensive. Like I know I've like gone to like make somebody's like locale recipe or something and it's take some special sugar or some, something. And I'm like this little packet that's like $9 that I'm like, let's be honest, never going to use again. <laughs> right. And it's like, how is it worth it? Like, I love being able to use staples in your pantry that aren't out of the norm to have. Yeah. So. That's always been I my mean, approach is like the real thing, but just like the real sugar, but just a little bit less of it, you know? Yeah. It honestly, it honestly is refreshing eating normal food, like going from a one-time WWer who didn't really know anything about, um, nutrition really. And so you're just following all these people who were, were kind of eating the same things because we're all on the same diet. Right. So it's like sugar-free this sugar-free that there's like sugar-free whipped cream on everything and whatever, (laughs) all the things we used to eat, you know, back in, back in the day. And then to go now to tracking like calories or macros and just to eat normal food, like feels so good. Like looking back, if I were to scroll through like the beginning of my Instagram page and see some of the recipes that I shared, like I would probably be mortified now. I'm like, that's not healthy. Like, yes, it fit in my day, but it's not healthy. It's not good for you, you know? I know. Um, But another listener question, and I'm not sure you'll have an answer for this one because you kind of answered it um, above, but are there any diets that aside from WW and calorie counting that you would recommend? I mean, as I, I, I'm definitely not a professional in this area. I have tried (laughs) in the past. I did low carb for a little bit. Um, and don't get me wrong. It works, but I think it's, it's what you're willing to do. Um, and in my case, like I love sweets, I love bread. Um, and so I can never do low carb and, and keep it that way for a long extended period of time without feeling like I'm depriving myself. Um, so that's what I like about calories and WW is that really, technically nothing is off limits. It's just how you work it. Um, and so I, those are the kind of, um, eating programs that I would recommend. Absolutely. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds. And I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film. If only in theaters, May 17th, Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount plus essential plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. 
Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And speaking of being a professional, does it ever bother you that st- people still look to you as a WW or Weight Watchers knowledge expert? Sometimes, um, like when <laughs> the new plan rolls out and they're like, are you going to come on and talk about the new plan? And I'm like, I don't <laughs> like, I literally just got it on my app the same time as you. Um, you know, we were WW ambassadors at one point and like, we got the inside scoop. Um, but that is no longer. And it's like, but you know what? It comes with the territory. Like I said, I started out as Steph on WW, so I can't expect to like totally, you know, rebrand myself. Um, I think it's always going to be part of my life. I'm always going to have the app on my phone. I'm always going to build recipes. Um, and I'm here to help where I can, but you know, I've had my own chats with WW because actually one of the features on my website, it was used to be like, you click the link and you can track the recipe in the WW app directly from my website. And you used to be able to edit it, to add your own ingredients and delete ingredients. And they took that away. So I've had like multiple chats with WW, like what happened to the edit feature? And they're like, oh, we don't know. And I'm like, like, bring it back. Oh my gosh. Well, I, I definitely respect the fact that when you started your business, you know, your sweet, savory and stuff business that you kind of did separate the two, because a lot of people that are trying to start a business in this space and trying to make their name a business or their page business or their blog a business, they have a hard time separating Weight Watchers because that's what gave them their following to begin with. And for some reason, they feel like they'll lose followers if they disconnect from that or they'll stop gaining followers. And I feel like honestly for you, because you separated the two and you focused just on your own brand, like I honestly feel like that's why you've had the success that others haven't. Thank you. In, that was also in addition another... to many, many other reasons. Yeah. But that's one other <laughs> Thank <reason>. you. <laughs> that was that was another pep talk from Erica, my manager. She also in 2020, when I like rebranded and made the website, she called me and she was like, Okay, more tough love. You need to get rid of stuff on WW. Like it's holding you back, you know. You could tap into so many different audiences and your recipes aren't just W recipes, like people that count macros can make them or people that are low carb can make them. And, um, I was like, you're right. It was a little nerve wracking at the time, like doing that whole thing, but I was, um, really accepted into all the communities. So I'm appreciative of that. And it's the best thing I ever did. Love that. Um, I know, I remember seeing a real, I want to say you mentioned you hadn't worked out in 15 years. Is that Am I remembering that correctly? (laughs) Um, I know you just recently started this last year, kind of your own fitness journey. And now I'm like making myself cringe. We made the comment about using the word journey in the beginning. I've said it like (laughs) 10 times. Um, But I know you started your uh, fitness journey in 2022. Uh, One of our listeners did want um, to see if you could tell us a little bit about your fitness journey. What inspired you to add activity to your routine when you hadn't done any of it while losing your weight? So I think, you know, I did get, I don't want to say I got backlash, but I did get a few comments of like, why would you work out? You're skinny. Um, And I do want to differentiate like skinny, thin. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean you're healthy. It doesn't mean you're fit. Um, It means that you fit into a size, whatever, but it doesn't mean anything more than that. And so when I say I haven't worked out for 15 years, literally the last time I stepped foot into a gym was when I I went to Loyola uh, college in Maryland 
and they had a gym there. That's the last time I went to a gym. And so it was always something I weirdly prided myself on like, oh, I don't need to work out. I, I just changed how I ate and I, but like I grew out of that. And so I also used to tell myself, I don't have time to work out, but um, I always flipped it. And so in 2022, I said, is it that you don't have time or is it that it's not a priority? And so that was the real answer was it wasn't a priority. And so I decided finally, I also am very impulsive. Um, so like I get an idea in my head and immediately I'm ordering a Peloton, like that's it. So I ordered myself one and um, my husband, he loves me, but he's like to hang your clothes on. Cause you know, like that's the joke, like you have the stationary <laughs> bike and you know, it serves as storage for other things. But I was like, no, I'm really going to try. And I'm like totally hooked. So um, I started with just the bike, but I'm actually more into like the strength stuff now because um, I'm seeing my body get stronger and that's the coolest part. So I'm like taking videos of myself because I was like, I want to document this. So I, every so often I'll go back. I started in September. I'll go back to those videos in the beginning and I'm like, oh my God, like I really, I have gotten stronger. And so, like I said earlier, I'm like a results driven person. And I see that I'm like, I'm just going to keep going. I loved the reel that you just posted. I think in the past couple of days or sometime this last week where it was like October and you were doing some kind of core workout and it kind of showed like your struggle of what you were doing. And then mm -hmm. today you doing like a very similar core workout and you're just like killing it. And I'm like, that is the best part of, you know, any kind of workout. Cause you can see the same results in, um, cardio too, with being able to run longer, ride, ride faster, whatever. But to be able to like document that and record it on video and then go back and watch and actually see is, is huge. And that has to be a motivating reason to continue doing it. Like that's amazing. Yeah. And like when I, you know, again, going back to skinny is and everything, when I first got on the Peloton, I like did a right, tried to do a regular ride. It was like two minutes in, I had to stop. I was like panting. I, I couldn't even breathe. I was like, Oh my God, I'm so out of shape. I have a set of stairs to get into my office and by the time I would get to the top, I was at, like out of breath. So, you know, being thin doesn't necessarily mean that you're healthy by any means. And now I see like my stamina is so much better. I can do a regular ride. And of course I'm winded because it is tough, um, but I can see my progress in that sense too. So I'm like, this is good for my heart too. This is just good for my overall body. Yeah. It's like you said, it's definitely so much more than your size when it comes to what's being healthy, because I know people that have weighed 200 pounds that are way healthier and way more in shape than somebody who weighs 130 pounds. Like totally. it's just, it, it definitely is good for your heart. Good for so many other things than just the way you look. So. Yeah. And just to kind of piggyback on what we said during the last topic about how I respected you kind of like separating from WW. Like I also respect the fact that you share your workouts and you just share them for like accountability for yourself, but also motivation for others without having to start a challenge to do it <laughs> or, or, you know, try, try to have some motive of like gaining followers to work out or some other reason aside from you just wanting to work out and share that with people. Because, you know, a lot of what you do share is food related and recipe related and people I'm sure beg you for glimpses into your life other than food and recipes. And so you get to curate what that is that you share. And the fact that you've chosen, you know, exercise and your fitness journey is one of those other parts of you to share and bring people along on, um, is really, really cool. So I love that. 
Um, But speaking of your Instagram following, I know we already talked about when you started your page and it originally started um, as Steph WW. It's Sweet Savory and Steph now. Um, We talked about how it evolved, but when did you really start seeing the page pick up momentum? Like, was it a certain recipe you shared that people shared or do you remember the exact moment or was it kind of just steady growth? It was um, definitely steady. There was like a a slight climb until I got to 10,000. I feel like from there it started going a little bit faster, but I've kind of been a little bit stagnant. Like I, in my head, I thought maybe I would be at 200,000 by the end of the year, but it's kind of tapered off a little bit, which is fine because I feel like the health and wellness side of Instagram um, towards the end of the year, no one cares. Like (laughs) it's Thanksgiving, it's Christmas, it's New Year's. Like we're not looking for, you know, lightened up creme brulee. Like we want the real thing. Um, So yeah, I think it's really been steady. I can't remember an exact time when something like took off. Of course, when other people kind of like share your um, page, it's always cool or where you make friends with larger following and you kind of piggyback off each other. But um, it's really been like a steady growth. Uh, Awesome. We we had a listener ask, what surprises you most about how big your following got? Um, I guess just, you know, where it started, not expecting any of this. Um, Like I didn't go into this thinking I was going to do this basically for a living. Um, And I've had to like adapt along the way. So like the, the first adaptation was making the website. I was like, okay, this has to happen. The first website I made, by the way, was not the correct format for a food blogger. I didn't do any research whatsoever. Again, going back to being impulsive, I'm like, I need a website. And I just found someone to build it and not realizing that like, there's no recipe cards for this platform and um, you can't monetize or anything like that. So then I had to like rebuild it. Um, So like a lot of like stumbling blocks along the way, but the fact that it's taken off into what it is and like the website is something I'm super proud of. Um, And now I actually have people that like help me with the website and all sorts of other stuff and Pinterest. And like, I, I didn't set out to do all this, but I guess I'm learning as I go. And so that's been a really cool experience. Um, But yeah, and I guess just who I reach um, in my following. In fact, one of the people that follows me is someone that I used to watch on TV, Laura Vitale. She had a cooking show on the Cooking Network. Uh No way. Yeah, I did like an ask me anything or something. And all of a sudden I see that she asked me a question. I'm like, wait, what? And so, yeah, I was like starstruck. I'm like, wait a second. And so we'll talk now. I actually uh, messaged her the other day when we had pizza night because she's you know from Italy. I'm like, what kind of sauce do I use on the pizza? Um, oh my so that's God. been really cool too. Yeah. How that awesome. is really cool. Do you have any like boundaries that you have like kind of set for yourself with your social media space? Like the things you will or won't share, like how you spend your time on social media, things like that. Yeah. I mean one of the pet peeves I have um is people that are like out to dinner and they're like talking to their phone. Um, I mean, like if you're with girlfriends or something and you're like, you know, having a drink and you want to take a few videos, I think that's great. But if you're like, all right, so we're at this restaurant, we just ordered the, you know, calamari. Like, I feel like that I could never do that. I want to be in the moment. Um, I'll take like a quick panorama of everyone at the table just for like memories, but I don't want to be that person that's like talking at the restaurant and explaining everything. I also am careful with what I post um, in regards to my kids. So I'm fine with them being on my social media, but I'll never talk about struggles that they're going through because this is not 
something that they signed up for. Like, I don't need, and also people um, from their school follow me. So it's like, yeah. I don't need to say like, oh, I'm potty training my daughter. And, you know, they yeah. don't need to know all that. So I'm very careful with what I post. I don't ever talk about like necessarily where we live or where my kids go to school. Like I'm private in that sense. Um, and I also don't really talk about like my marriage. Um, I try to keep it just very like food, family, fun, you know, wellness yeah. and like not get too deep. I know that's probably annoying for some people. Cause like you said, maybe people want to see more glimpses into like real life, but I tend to be a little bit guarded when it comes to that stuff. I think that's fair. I think that's everyone's like prerogative with their social media. Cause I know like me personally, I can be a big time overshare. And like, I mean, obviously I have a podcast every week where me and Stephanie share every <laughs> detail of our lives that are going on pretty much. But, um, it's definitely like, you definitely can see like where some people overshare and there's some people where they want to keep their social media to what they started it for and have it separate from everything going on in their personal life. And I think that's completely fair. Yeah. I mean, sorry, go ahead. ahead. I was going to say that, you know, there's times where I will, I feel like open up a little bit, um, into something that I might be struggling with myself. I just feel like it's not my place to share my family's stuff going on, you know, like, I'm not going to like keep things secret necessarily. Like, you know, but, um, I feel like they didn't sign up for it. Like I said, so it's like, I don't know. Yeah, you just protect your family is absolutely, absolutely a good boundary to have. Um, and part of oversharing or just sharing in all, at all is um, the rude comments and DMs yes. you can get from people. So how often do you experience that and how do you handle it? So the problem with rude comments, so I'm a sensitive person. I am. I hate confrontation. I don't like any of that stuff. I don't like drama. The problem with the rude comments is that I can get a hundred nice comments and one rude one, which is basically the ratio of what I get. I get mostly nice comments, but the one rude one, I will find it. I will analyze it and I will read it over and over again. And I will respond to that one. Like, and that that's a downfall of mine because I'm like, why are you focusing on the one negative person? And going back to the fitness journey, I have gotten quite a few like negative comments in regards to that. Um, one person was like, who cares about your workouts? Post more recipes. And I'm like, (laughs) hang on. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So I, I actually called her out and I was like, I'm not a robot. Like this is yeah. part of wellness also. And she actually apologized. She was like, you're right. I'm sorry. I must've been in a bad mood when I wrote that, like totally like owned up to it. Um, so yeah, the bad comments do, they sting. I don't think that's something I can ever get used to. Um, and I have no words of encouragement or advice when it comes to that. Cause I'm just <laughs> I mean, you, sometimes we try to send them to each other and just kind of try to laugh about it. Sometimes yeah. I'll be like, I'll send a screenshot of one to Stephanie and I'll be like, I'm really like, it's making me crazy right now. And then I'll, but if I like, just try to like, let it go. And then the next day I can like kind of laugh about it or whatever, but it's, I don't know why there are people that think we owe someone anything because we choose to put ourselves in this space. It's like, we're still humans who deserve to get to choose what we share and how often we share it and in what way we share it. <laughs> right. Yeah. And if yeah. you don't want to tune in, change the channel. Like there's yeah. <laughs> plenty of channels out there. Like you don't need to be on mine. <laughs> what, what's crazy to me is like, I've never in my entire life sent someone an SDDM randomly on Instagram. Like if I don't like what someone's posting in their stories, 
Like I'm never inclined to be like, well, I don't think that like, I just tap through. I've never yeah, or once mute. wanted like, to Mute stop. is an yeah. option. Totally. Unfollow is an option. Totally. <laughs> There's plenty of options to not have to be rude. Yeah. Um, but on that note, do you have any plans this year? You know, it's the start of 2023. Do you have any plans to grow your social media on any other platforms like TikTok's the big space as well? Or is Instagram very much your space when it comes to social media? So I have a TikTok and I think I've posted like four videos. Just when I think of it, I'm like, oh, let me save this reel and post it on TikTok. I'm so deathly afraid of TikTok. Like, I don't really know how to work. I feel like I'm a hundred years old when I go on there. I'm like, I don't know how to work this. Um, I'm really scared of the comments on TikTok. Like, I feel like that's a whole nother vibe over there. So it's something that I need to do, but I'm like very resistant to that change. Um, and it, it, I agree with that. Like, I feel like people feel way more open to comment however they feel like over there. It's I notice way more comments on TikTok than I do on Instagram where I'm like, wow, like, cause you, there's the feature where people can share. And I don't know if that is that what people want is they want like their comment to be shared and like for the person to like respond to them. I don't get it. But, um, I do think Instagram and TikTok are like out to get us where they really do something with their, like, they don't make it easy for you to share the same video on both. Like, if you save it off of Instagram and you try to post it on TikTok, they're like, no, you don't get to, you don't get to share the same video twice. Like, I really do feel like they have something where they're able to, like, they just don't like you to be able to make one video and spit it out in different places. Right. Like I made the mistake of saving it outside of Instagram and it had like the Instagram logo. Oh yeah. It knows. Like that's an epic, epic fail on my yeah. part. <laughs> and then the other way, the sound never matches on Instagram coming from TikTok. So it's like, I give up. <laughs> yeah. We've tried. Um, it's, it's, they don't make it easy. Yeah, absolutely not. Um, so we did have some other listener questions, including a Laura question. Um, but the first one is one we probably all want to know. How do you do it all? You're a wife, a mom, a daughter, an accountant. You take care of your home, your recipe extraordinaire. Somebody said, you, she's so amazing. Aww. Seriously, how, I mean, a mom of three and like your kids are young too. Like, how do you do it all? Um, do do I it? think, well, thank you, first of all, but um, <laughs> I mean, also Instagram's a highlight reel. So I'm not showing you my kids throwing tantrums because I choose not to show that. <laughs> so like life is not perfect over here, but um a big part of my life is time management. And especially after becoming a mom, like you realize how crucial each like moment of time in your day is like when that newborn baby is sleeping, like try to get as much done as possible, whatever. So, um, that's something I really try to use. And even when my kids are at school, so like my youngest is only in school for three hours. So like those three hours when I'm home, I'm like, what can I get done outside of the house? Um, because when I'm back home, when she's home or at night, when I'm watching TV, I can fold the clothes. I don't need to do that during my prime time, like daytime hours when I can be doing something more productive, like filming a recipe in, you know, daylight or something like that. So that's really huge for me is prioritizing like time management, pockets of time, now adding this whole fitness routine. in. I find that like, when I get it done first thing in the morning, the rest of my day is so much smoother. I don't feel like I have this thing looming over my head that like, all right, get your workout in. Um, and I do like go to sleep relatively early. Like I want to be in bed before 10 o'clock to be a productive member of society the next day. Um, so that's huge too. We'll let, we'll let you go soon. 
Yeah, no, <laughs> we're almost done. <laughs> so good. Um, well, I'll ask my quick question. I had um, because I remember seeing this recently on your profile, and then I saw it again today, which triggered the question was that you do um something called like meal prep Mondays on a local mm-hmm. radio station. Yes. Um, I thought that was so cool. Like, what is that about? Like, what is it that you could share on there? So that's a funny story too. Um, one day I got a message from a follower and she had messaged me before. Her name is Jamie. And she would be like, oh, this recipe was good. I made it, whatever. And one day she messaged me and she was like, so I am the host of a radio show. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, what? Um, would you like to be on sometime? And I was like, yeah, amazing. So it's like a local radio station that, I, you know, everyone around here knows what it's called and they know what channel it is and everything. Um, but it's just funny because like you never know who's watching. Yeah. Um, so this was actually during the pandemic. So for a really long time, a chunk of time, probably a year and a half or so. It was all over the phone. Um, so we would record an episode a week and um, it's called Meal Prep Mondays. And we would talk about a new recipe each week and she links it on the um, radio website and all that. And then we finally got to meet in person over the summer. And that was super cool. So I went into the studio. I brought my husband with me. I was like, I'm going to a radio station. Um, <laughs> she's like, it's really not that fancy. Don't get that excited. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's really fun. It's something that I'm like super proud of because Um, actually some of the women that I like work with in the office, they're like, are you on the radio? We heard your voice like driving into work. (laughs) Oh my Um, gosh. Yeah. So that's really fun. But that's also like another element. I always try to have new material for that as well. So I'm like, oh my God, I haven't written a new recipe in a while. Like, let's get on that. Let's have some new stuff to share. So that's so cool. Yeah. I was just curious, like how that kind of happened. And that's a really cool story. Um, cause I had saw on your stories this week, like you had asked, like, um, I know you were packing your lunches and you're like, do people even want to see this? I used to do reels where I, I'd share what I would put in my lunches every week. And like, I personally love those posts. I think it gives like great ideas on things I can eat for meals, like in future weeks for breakfast and lunch. Cause I never like can think of great ideal ideas. And I also just think it's like a beautiful representation of like how much great food you can have and how your meals can look super like filling and non-restrictive. Like, cause yeah. it's, I like look at what you packed for like breakfast and lunch and I'm like, that's like an amazing, like filling, like amount of food. Like you're not just like throwing in like a piece of Turkey and a piece of cheese and <laughs> some grapes. And it's like actually to see like all of the different things that you're able to have like throughout your day. And um, like I said, it just seems super filling and non-restrictive. I love getting to see those ideas. So I encourage you to share them. I know I'm only one person, Thank but <laughs> I liked, I like doing them because I do, I meal prep every week and I film my meal prep. And so I have all that stuff. I'm packing my lunch bag anyway. So it was one of those things that's so organic for me to just film it as I'm packing my lunch bag. Yeah. Um, but like I said, said like the engagement was never great on that. So I'm like, maybe people don't really like seeing this. Um, maybe people, most people are working from home, so it it doesn't apply. (laughs) (laughs) It's definitely an Instagram thing, not working in anybody's favor because that's honestly one of my favorite because you post it weekly. So I love Mm -hmm. posts on somebody's page that, you know, you can look forward to every single week. Like, you know, it's coming. Um, and I like loved looking forward to that one all the time. So I know it's probably a lot of work, but my vote is yes. Keep doing it. Because <laughs> I have, um, I actually have, because you know how you can like on Instagram, when you save things, you can like save them to different files. Mm-hmm. I like have like a meal prep 
idea file that I can like save reels to and stuff. So then when I'm like in a funk and I'm like in the zone, I'm like, okay, what do we want to make this week? I'll like, okay, I'll just go and I'll start scrolling that file. And I'll be like, oh, this sounds good. And I'll like go look up that recipe or whatever. Um, I like love being able to just save those types of reels and stuff for future use. So that's such a good idea. I need to do that. I like don't utilize any of these features with (laughs) folders and stuff. I'm the worst. Oh, I absolutely do. Or I would never be able to find anything. Like I'd be like, who made that one recipe that I wanted to make six months ago? Like, no way. I'd never find it. Like I have to, um, super random listener question wants to know how tall are you? (laughs) I'm five six. Uh, me too. I'm five, really two yeah. five six Stephanies. Yes. <laughs> um, and another listener question: What kind of knives does she use? She says she's in the market for a high end set. So actually, I um I had partnered with a brand called Meeson, and I use some of their cookware too. Um, so I have their chef's knives and honestly, so I have like the expensive knife block from our wedding. They're, um, what, what the heck are those called? Wustoff knives. These blow them out of the water. Like I reach oh, for wow. them before anything else. Yeah. They're, they're like butter when they cut. What um, are they so called? They're called Misen, M-I-S-E-N. M-I-S-E-N. And, I need uh, to okay. check those out. I need new knives so badly. They're so good. And they come in really cool colors, like blue and gray. Yeah. I like them. Awesome. Nice. Um, besides cooking, what are your other interests and hobbies? Oh my gosh. Um, (laughs) if you have time for any of those (laughs) and everything else we just listed. Is it so, so since I'm into food, um, one of our things, like my husband and I, we love going to like celebrity chef restaurants. So we've been to like a bunch of people on the food networks restaurants in Manhattan, because we live like, you know, 40 minutes from the city. So it's easy. Um, so we love doing that. We haven't done it in a while. Well, we went to a, actually a place on our anniversary and it's like a eight seater private dining experience where you watch the chef and he just like brings out like a tasting menu. We like doing stuff like that, like more experience kind of dining. If that's considered a hobby, it sounds very bougie. Uh, that's but a hobby not. to me. <laughs> no, that sounds. I was gonna say that sounds amazing to me. I um, am with somebody who's not the pickiest eater, but he has like a pretty like boring palate, mm-hmm. and um, like that wouldn't sound as exciting to him. Like, wait, I go, I don't get to choose what I'm gonna eat. Like, right. he'd be like, that's not doesn't sound fun at all. Yeah, we like doing <laughs> stuff like that. Like I said, we went to food and wine festival one year. Like very big foodie people. Um, and then I guess my new hobby is working out. Love it. Um, somebody asked if you have any tips for creating balance in your life going into the new year. Mm. I think the key, I think a lot of people, when the new year hits, they try to do too many things at once. They're like, I'm going to walk, you know, a mile every day. I'm going to eat, you know, amazing every single day. And I'm going to organize my house. Like I feel like baby steps, especially if you're starting with a wellness journey, um, our favorite word, if you're starting from scratch, like, I feel like the easiest thing to do is like set small goals for yourself. Like, you know what, I'm just going to incorporate water into my day, like start there. And then like in a couple of weeks, like, you know what, I'm going to try to eat some more veggies and then like work your way up to, okay, I think I'm ready to, you know, cut back on the sugar a little, whatever it is. Um, so I think like small attainable goals, because what happens is you set these like really lofty goals and then you fail at them. And then you're like, screw this and you give up. Um, so I just think slow and steady runs the weight, wins the race. Yeah. I agree because too often we set these huge goals and then, you know, February, March comes around and we don't remember them the rest of the year. So 
Absolutely agree with that. And on that note, do you have any small attainable New Year's goals or resolutions that you've set? Or are you not personally big on setting goals and resolutions? I want to keep going with what I'm doing, like staying active for sure. Um, as far as like with sweet savory and stuff, I really, and I say this every single year, I really want to get better at trying to make sweet treats that taste good. And I, I'm so bad when it comes to baking, but it's something I really want to try to perfect. Cause I know a lot of people would really enjoy some fun dessert options or sweet snacks. And, um, you know, 95% of that website is savory stuff. And I have to live up to my name. So <laughs> I'm going to put that. <laughs> I want that as a goal for myself. I'm really going to try this year. Um, and I just, I want to be a little bit more intentional with the time, you know, with my kids. And, um, you know, I took, I feel like I'd stepped back a little bit towards the end of the year on Instagram and it, it felt good to like be in the moment. Um, because I feel like people are waiting for you when you come back, you know, like they don't mind when you take a little break. And so I think I need to keep that in mind too. Totally agree. Um, well, before we get into our flavor of the week, we just wanted to say thank you so much for coming on the podcast. You have been highly requested. Um, we love your recipes. I make them all the time. It's probably my most like saved in my Instagram folder. Um, so we're really, really excited to have you on as our first guest of the new year. I know everybody's going to be very excited. Um, and we've invited you to join our flavor of the week this week, but before we do that, we want to let you plug yourself. So let everybody know where they can find you, your website, social media, all that good stuff. Oh, thank you. Um, so the website is sweetsaveringstuff.com and Instagram is sweetsaveringstuff. Everything is very uh, cohesive across the board. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I have, you know, um, you can sign up for emails on my website. Well, you're, you're going to get alerts with um, new recipes and meal prep menus every month. Um, like the, around the first of the month, I send out uh, menus and ideas for meal prep and all that good stuff. So Ooh, I don't thank think you guys for having me. Yeah, it's, it's a, sign up on there. It's a new feature. And then on the website, you can browse past menus um, for the past couple of months. So it's fun. Awesome. Um, we'll have to do check that. that out. And thank on that, guys. hit it. Flavor of the week. Okay. So flavor of the week. <laughs> I don't know how this is going to go over because I feel like people either love it or hate it. We, two weeks ago, we started watching Yellowstone. I feel like I'm very late to this game and we've been staying up way too late. After I said, I go to bed at 10 o'clock. I really haven't for the past two weeks. Um, I didn't know that I like loved cowboys as much as I do, but I'm finding myself very into it. So, I, yeah, I feel like I'm getting too because I get like too far gone. Like, I feel like I need to like get on the craze. And then it's like, oh, now there's so many seasons. I like because <laughs> everybody like all of my friends, all like my parents, um, like Jeff's mom, like everybody. They're like, have you started watching Yellowstone yet? Have you started yet? I'm like, no, I know we need to. And I know I'll probably be obsessed because everybody I don't know anybody who started it and was like, eh, it wasn't that great. They say, so they say like the first one or two episodes, like you need to get through them. And then it's just like amazing after that. So I do agree with that. The funny thing is what was holding us back for the longest time is like, we have to pay to watch it. And we're like, <laughs> come on, there has to be a way to watch this for free. And like for like months, we're like, all right, let's see if it's free yet. And I'm like, okay, I think we'll do the $5. Like, it's let's just do it. We don't <laughs> <laughs> we'll <splurge>. we can <laughs> do it. <laughs> and what, have you finished all of 
what's out there or did you guys just get started? No. So we started, I want to say two weeks ago, like a little bit before Christmas and we're on season four, like halfway through. Oh my gosh. You guys are loving it. Yeah. I need to check that out too. My boyfriend is obsessed with that show. I have no idea. Jordan watches it too. Yeah. He's completely caught up with everything. How many episodes are in a season? I want to say 10 and there's like five, I think there's five seasons. So Yes, we're very uh, heavily we into it. Do it. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Laura, what is your flavor of the week? So mine this week, um, I was I went to Target um, right after my birthday because you get like your little five percent off, like your birthday deal. So it's like every year for my birthday, I like go to Target and I literally just wander every aisle, and it's like the excuse to just like because I usually get like a gift card from. Christmas or something too. So I had like a little bit of birthday and Christmas money to spend. So I was like, just buying like random little things. And one of them was, I get really bad headaches having my hair in a ponytail, like within like a few hours, like I'm feeling it and I need to take it out or I need to like switch up whatever, however my hair is. So I, um, am always like looking for like a new rubber, new rubber bands. Like I can't even use the old, like old school ones that everybody's like grown up using but these are called the gimme beauty thick hair bands and they're a little pricier because you only get six for like eight dollars but I don't feel like I lose rubber bands as much as I used to so I feel like they should last me a while but they're supposed to be like damage free long lasting they don't leave a dent in your hair which is like big for me too um and so I've been using them now for the last like four or five um days like when I just like in the morning or when I'm sleeping at night and stuff and I've honestly loved them and I haven't had any headaches the days I've like worn it my hair in a ponytail so um yeah found them at Target I saw they also sell them at Ulta um but the brand is Gimme Beauty so that's mine what about you Steph what's your flavor of the week so mine, I really like shortcut options with like cooking and dinners like I love the microwavable rice I love if I have a recipe that I'm making and I can buy already chopped onion, I know that's so lazy, but I love it. And so one of my favorite like shortcut options, because I also don't throw as much food away doing it this way is the good and gather classic guacamole singles from target. They sell them in other brands. This is just the one that I, I buy. And they're just little like cups of guac. They're like $5 and 20 cents or something for six of them. They're 120 calories each. And I swear they're perfect. Like I love making like scrambled eggs in the morning or like an egg sandwich and putting that on it or a burrito bowl for dinner. And it's already portioned out. You know, you're not going to open an avocado and it's going to be bad because you haven't used it in four days. It's just a really easy way to eat avocado in a portion pre-portioned amount and to know that it's not going to go bad. You know, if you buy avocados at the store and don't eat them for three days or whatever, um, I love it. I buy it every single week at Target. Um, and it's definitely a staple in my house. Have you tried these against like the Holy Guacamole or any of the other brands? So I think they're pretty similar. I would say the only difference, I know the Holy Guacamole has a couple other like variations, like they have a classic guac and then they have like a spicy or something. Uh-huh. Like this is just very plain, just avocado. You could probably spice it up however you want. You could probably add your own chili flakes or salt, whatever to it. Um, but it's just very basic, straight up mashed avocado. All right. I love it. 
Well, thank you for joining us for this episode of the Wine Over Matter podcast. If you don't already, you should join us in our private Facebook group. Just search Club Wine Over Matter and request to join. And if you listen on Apple Podcasts or if you have an iTunes account, please take a moment, leave us that uh, rate and review. We greatly appreciate it. It helps spread the word of the podcast. Um, You're even able to rate us on Spotify now. So if you listen there, go ahead and give us a rating. Um, If you don't already, be sure also to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Wine Over Matter Pod. Thanks again. And we will see you at the same time next week with a glass in hand. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.